Intentionally Grounded. I'm your host, Brian Willey, along with my co-host, John Kessler. Episode 40 features the offensive coordinator at the University of Minnesota Duluth, Chase Vogler. Coach relives his playing career as a decorated four-year starter and national champion at UMD and shares his rise through the coaching ranks that has landed him back at his alma mater. Coach also details the tenets of his offensive system and shares tips for building a championship mindset in your program. Don't forget to check out our website at igfootballcoach.com for all our blog posts and podcast episodes. Also, it'd be much appreciated if you could leave us a review on iTunes to help grow our program and share our message with a larger community. This episode of Intentionally Grounded is brought to you by GoRoute. GoRoute brings practice efficiency into the 21st century with on-field digital risk coaches. Trusted at practices by more than 350 high schools and 30-plus FBS and FCS teams, GoRoute allows coaches to instantly send scout cards and installs to players so they can stay up-temple all practice without the need for binders or managing multiple huddles. Compatible with all major play drawing systems and hand-drawn cards, GoRoute teams routinely double or triple their practice reps daily. If you value practice time and want the best preparation, then you need to go no scout cards with GoRoute. Learn more at www.goroute.com, that is G-O-R-O-U-T.com, or by emailing at sales at goroute.com. Or you can call the phone number at 866-777-1448. Episode 15 of Season 2 of Intentionally Grounded with Coach Chase Vogler starts now. Uh, we're here with Chase Vogler, uh, the new offensive coordinator at the University of Minnesota Duluth. Coach, introduce yourself to our audience and share your background in coaching. Yeah, I'm uh, 20 years old from uh, Rosemont, Minnesota. I uh, played my college ball at UMD. Um, and then after that, I actually headed over to Europe for a little bit and played some ball. Came back, had a short stint GA job at Western Illinois for my former head coach, uh, Bob Nielsen, and then took the stout pass game coordinator, um, and quarterback coach job for a couple of years and was promoted offense coordinator for the last three and then just got hired back at Duluth. So it's been a fun six years in the coaching business. Now, Chase, you were a four-year starter at UMD and you guys achieved a lot of good accomplishments, including winning a national title in 2010 and, and four conference championships during your time there. From starting as a freshman through your senior year, how did your role evolve on the team, and what things did you do differently as you entered the later stages of your career? Yeah, I mean, um, I didn't have the opportunity to redshirt, so I kind of got thrown to the wolves right away. And, um, you know, kind of my freshman year was just existing, you know, getting getting guys lined up in the right spot and um, just being, being there. And, you know, lucky for me as a freshman, I had, you know, arguably the best player in SIC history, behind me and Isaac Godham, um, where when things were getting tough, it'd be pretty easy to just hand him the ball and let him do what he does best. But um, so my freshman year was just kind of being there and learning and kind of grooming myself a little bit to where I want to get to. And then um, sophomore year came, and obviously that was the year we had a, the run to the national championship. And um, we still had Isaac for the first six, and we had other guys. Uh, but injuries kind of took, took part that year. So – I was kind of thrown to the forefront a little bit in a leadership role um, with our offensive captain getting hurt and stuff like that. So that's kind of where my uh, mindset changed a little bit. And I was always competitive, but from a leadership standpoint, that's kind of where it changed. And then my junior and senior year was just kind of a follow-up from there, you know, just kind of taking the reins and making sure everything's going in the right direction and you know, trying to be the best leader I could for the team. 
And if you look back at your career at UMD, what were some of the most memorable games you had collegiately as a player? Yeah, I'm, I'm, we had a lot of them. You know, that was, that's the cool thing about the program up here and the program I was a part of is we won a lot of games. Uh, uh, obviously, some of the most memorable ones. Um, everyone likes to point at the national championship, and that's a pretty easy one. I would say the, the game to get to it is probably my favorite. Um, we were playing Northwest Missouri State. Uh, I think they were actually favored in the game. It was about negative 15 degrees, so it was an interesting kind of game, kind of a slow slugging, hard-fought um, game, and I think they were up 10 in the fourth, and we ended up coming back and winning. Um, so that was probably the most memorable, but there's a ton of them. I mean, we had a lot of close wins and you know, some tough losses along the way that were still incredible games. Chase, can you point to a specific event or moment in your life when you knew you wanted to get into coaching? Um, yeah, I mean, I – I kind of never really understood of coaching as a full-time job or an opportunity to be a full-time job um, until I was about a sophomore in, in college. And our head coach at UMD now, Coach Weezy, was my offense coordinator, and he's kind of the guy that I spend a lot of time with every day. And uh, I kind of realized, like, you know, if you can do football every day for your full-time job, it seems like a, a good good way to go, especially if you're not quite, you know, talented enough to play um, you know, past the college level. Uh, it was just kind of a, a way my sophomore year of saying, hey, this is what I want to do. And I ended up, uh, I hadn't declared a major yet, and they told me I had to declare a major, and I just decided to choose criminology because it was my shortest, or the shortest major offered at UMD. And, you know, I wanted to make sure to try to graduate in four years, and that's kind of what I ended up doing. So um, I can't really pinpoint an exact time. I just knew that football is something I want to do for the rest of my life. Who would you point to as some of your major influences or maybe some of your major mentors along the way in your coaching career? Um, I think I think Coach Weezy um, is number one for sure. He's kind of the guy that pushed me into the coaching field and you know told me how great it was and um, you know told me it was worth the time commitment when I was you know 20 years old and it's ended up being that and obviously you know Coach Nielsen um, who's now at South Dakota has been a guy that you know gave me kind of my first job in coaching. Um, at West Illinois as a GA, and then uh, the, my head coach I just had at, at Stout, um, Clay Birmingham, has been a good guy of mentoring me a little bit. And, you know, when you get hired as a full-time coach at 23, um, you got a lot of maturing to do and a lot of learning to do. And I think he helped along the way of, you know, taking a 23-year-old. And I, for him, looking back on it, I think it was a pretty big risk for him, um, giving me a chance to, to do that. And, um but, you know, he's he's done a great job for me. And, you know, I'd say those three guys were obviously pretty big influences on, on what my coaching style is and how I kind of handle myself on the field and in the office. Now, Chase, you talked about in 2014 you were hired at Wisconsin Stout and eventually moved your way up to a coordinator role within the first two years. Discuss what it was a little bit like to be a younger coach, um, coaching at the collegiate level in such a prominent role when the players around you are only a few years younger than you. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 a tricky little task kind of you gotta you gotta try to separate yourself and um you know I was I was my first year I was 23 coaching I had a couple guys on the team that are older than me um so you got to kind of set a a sense of urgency to you know kind of earn your respect and earn your stripes um so to say uh kind of separate yourself and let them know what you, you know what you're talking about and what you're doing and kind of just grow from there and you know I we had a we had a great group of guys at Stout um and as I got older, I got I got more mature and better at it. And, um, I don't think there's any secret way to do it besides just, you know, being smart about what you do and, 
you know, being firm with the words you say and just making sure you're coaching the guys and not always trying to be their friend because um, they're looking to you for more than that. And how do you manage that, you know, kind of touching on that last piece a little bit? You know, you have some of the players who are looking for a mentor, some of the players who are looking for a friend, some who are looking for a coach. How do you balance all those things uh, when you're so new to the job? Oh, that's a good question. I don't know if I have the perfect answer for that. I think it's just a matter of, you know, getting to know your players really well. Um, you know, making sure you understand each and every one of them because each, each one's different. Each comes from different backgrounds. Um, you know, a lot of the guys you coach never, you know, didn't grow up with a father, you know, so now you're dealing with that a little bit. Some come from, you know, backgrounds with both parents, divorced parents. So you kind of deal with a lot of different um, guys that handle different, you know, criticism and praise differently and stuff like that. So it's kind of just learning about each player and how, um, what's way to coach them. You know, if they're guys that need to be pushed a little harder, if they're guys that you got to put on a little more. Um, and you know, that's something that I kind of felt I got better at at this time. And, um, one of my strengths with coaching is, is just the relationship aspect of my, of, of our players and, um, you know, how to handle them, how to talk to them, how to coach them both on and off the field. Cause everybody's different. Um, and it's no different at the high school level compared to the college level. You're going to deal with different, uh, personality traits that you kind of got to fix your coaching toward, towards them and to fit them a little bit. So now you've been recently been hired back, like you said, as the offensive coordinator at UMD. Uh, for fans that have never seen a Chase Vogler ran offense, how would you describe your offensive philosophy and what can fans expect to see on Saturdays this fall? Yeah, um, uh, it's kind of changed over the years. You know, I think my philosophy and, and entirely kind of is be really good on first and second down and third down will be easy. Um, if you're not good on first, second down, third down gets difficult. And everybody talks about third down conversion percentage, but, I can guarantee anybody that talks about third down conversion percentage, if you're in third and eight more times than a third and two, the team that has third and two, regardless of how good they are, going to have a higher conversion percentage. So I think that's the big thing. Um, but, you know, I'm a, I think you got to run the ball, um, especially in the Midwest. Uh, you know, we don't – at the D2, D3 high school level, we don't get to play inside domes like uh, North Dakota State or South Dakota I'll get to. So I think running the ball is a big thing. Um, because when playoff time comes and hopefully, you know, just that's our goal every year is obviously make the playoffs and make a run. It's usually in late November, December. So, um, you gotta be able to run the ball in those conditions. So I think running the ball, um, is first and then, you know, setting up the play action game and the quick game, um, after kind of the run game gets going, but, um, it's always changed. I think you got to fit your personnel first. Uh, I'm a pretty big believer and it doesn't really matter the X's and O's that you, you run, uh, just try to get your best players the ball as much as possible and, and let them go to work. And, um, you know, that's kind of where I've changed over the last five years. When I first came in as a 23-year-old, I thought I was going to change the world and have all these cool ideas and X's and O's. And by the year four and five, I kind of just realized, hey, hand the ball or throw the ball to our best player and let him try to make a guy miss and go for 70. And um, Duluth, you know, not going to be much different. We're, we got a lot of talent up here. Um I think we got a good chance of doing some good things with our talent at quarterback, running back, um, receiver positions, and obviously our tight ends are solid too, and O-line will be good as it's always been. So um, just kind of fit our personnel as best possible, run the ball well, and you know take shots when need be. And you focused on the run game as being very influential into your offensive philosophy. Are you guys uh, more of a gap scheme or kind of a zone scheme as you kind of head into this first spring? Uh, we're more zone oriented, um, inside outside zone. 
Uh, we'll mix in a little gap scheme, some speed option, um, it, but not as much counter and stuff like that as, you know, inside zone, outside zone is kind of be our base philosophy and what we do. And do you guys uh, mess around with that all, you know, any tempo or you guys pretty much, you know, kind of under center, ball control, shotgun? I mean, how, how do you guys kind of organize your, your tempo in the offense? Yeah, so um, we'll we'll be a huddle huddle offense that it's always been. And, um, you know, Coach Weezy hired me. I knew that was something that was important to him um, is to stay in that kind of uh, tempo mindset and, you know, hold hold the ball when time of possession and, and grind grind games out and we'll huddle. Um at Stell last year, we did huddle, but we weren't tempo. Uh, we just felt it was to our advantage a little bit to get to the line quicker, hard count a little bit, you know, see what the defense is doing and move from there. But um, we will be able to mix tempo. Um, I think I think it's important in the game of football as the game evolves is having the ability to mix tempo, go slow, go fast, um, hard counts, uh, you know, freeze cadence, all that kind of stuff. So we'll mix it all up, but our base tempo will be huddle and break the huddle with 23, get the line, go from there. In your role outside of just calling plays on offense, what position group are you going to be working exclusively with this fall? I'll be working with receivers, which is new to me. Um, you know, obviously working with quarterbacks over the last five years, uh, I've been, been working with receivers as well, but it's been fun so far for the first you know couple months here of just kind of diving into the, the receiver position and get a little more technical with it. And we got a great group. So I'm excited to excited to work with them and do something new here this year. And since returning to UMD, what's changed the most about your alma mater since with the time that you left? Um, I would just say, you know, facilities a little bit, I, you know, not a lot has changed. It's been kind of refreshing coming back and um, seeing a lot of the same faces um, kind of, kind of the same system I played in. Um, so it was pretty familiar uh, to me, but um, the facilities have been upgraded. You know, our locker room is brand new, uh, which is awesome. And I can't imagine having the opportunity to be in that compared to what we were in uh, 10 years ago. Um, you know, we got turf, in, indoor turf for a little bit here. Um, in our ice rink, uh, we got the field houses redone, Romano gymnasium is redone. So um, it's been pretty cool to come back and see everything upgraded. And just the city in Duluth as, as a whole is, is adding more and more so it's been pretty cool to to see the difference of you know Duluth in 10 years now having coached collegially for the last several years uh, what do you believe has been the key to recruiting athletes in this day of age oh man that's a good question um I, I would say just consistency of communication um I think you got to stay on top of kids um you know show them love uh you know push them um I think honesty is a big thing too I think you know, there's a lot of, a lot of not lying, but over exaggeration to, to athletes um, from from different college coaches that might you know might push kids in the wrong direction, which um, I don't love. You know, I think being honest with kids, I think kids are getting more and more mature with the honesty aspect of things, of red shirting or gray shirting at the D3 level. Um, but when it comes down to it, I think it's just you know selling your university and creating a personal relationship with the kid. You know, I think it's important to to know them, know their family, where they're from, what their sports they play, um, what they like to do. Um, it's not just all about, hey, come to our school because this, because I think uh, a lot of kids appreciate, um, you know, you knowing more about them than, than them just as a football player. And would you say that recruiting in general has changed since you went through the process a few years ago? 
Oh my God. Yeah. I mean, when I went through the process, there was no huddle or anything. So, you know, I was, I still remember, you know, probably in 2008, you know, packaging up about 50 DVDs to send out to coaches and, you know, hearing back on maybe two of them, um, you know, with huddle nowadays is you just send a link and there you go, or your coaches send a link and we were able to access film. And now with Twitter, you know, direct messaging so easy where a lot of, all you need is a name now and you can type it in. There's the film. All right. Type the name into Twitter. There's their Twitter. And you can message them without really anything besides their name. And, um, it's, it's been very, I mean, it's good for, for the, the high school athlete in today's age. It's a, it's a definitely a plus. Um, it doesn't take a lot of work from their end, um, compared to 10 years ago where, you know, it was probably a full Sunday of writing handwritten notes and all that stuff to send to college coaches. So, um, it's cool though. I mean, we're able to cruise through film with just a couple clicks and, um, probably a lot easier than loading and unloading DVD players all day. Now being part of a national championship and several conference championships, in your opinion, what do you believe is the key trait or maybe mindset that champion teams have had in common and how do you develop those things within a team? Yeah. I mean, um, I can't really talk on behalf of other teams, but for, for me and my playing career and, um, you know, I just knew we had really good camaraderie amongst our team and, um, people always talk about family and brotherhood and, I think it's true. You know, I don't, I don't think there's one time um, any of my years that I thought we were the most talented team in the country, especially in 2010. I didn't think we were, but um, you know, we went to work every day during the summer and we had some really good players, but um, you know, we just believed in one another. And I think you can get by a lot on belief and hard work. Uh, and I think that stuff shows up, you know, when you hit the playoffs and, you know, hopefully, you know, I'm just, I'm, I'm excited to get back in Duluth and just try to, you know, share my experiences and um, kind of that confidence level that you can kind of get into your players a little bit because um, I think that's a big part part of, you know, making a run to a national championship is just having that, that confidence that, hey, we can do it and, you know, our number one goal should be should be that. And as we kind of wrap up here, we have a tradition on our show. Uh, asking you the final question has really nothing to do with uh, football and coaching in general, but if you had to select a walk-up song as a professional baseball player or professional wrestler what would yours be and you got to tell us why who huh um well i'd probably uh, i'd probably go with all we got by chance the rapper um no reason why it's just a song that i listen to a lot as a big chance the rapper fan and probably one of my top songs on itunes that i listen to so uh no no secret reason reason or anything just good song good beat and Good rhythm. 